And now stay tuned for Putting Down Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Michelle Frederick, and I'm co-hosting today with Phoenix Trent. We're so excited to welcome you to Putting Down Roots, a program highlighting creative individuals and organizations bringing something unique to Mendocino County through the arts, environmental practices, education, and beyond. Hi there. This is Phoenix Trent. Thank you so much for joining us today. Last month, we discussed the performing arts with Doug Nunn of Hit and Run Theater and Kara Starkweather of Mendocino Dance Project. If you missed the episode, you can find us on Spotify under the KZYX Public Affairs section. You can also find uh, any of our previous episodes on the KZYX Jukebox page. And we have an exciting show for you today. We're going to be talking about women entrepreneurs in Mendocino County. Our guests today are Kristen Jones of Folklore Mendocino, Holly Madrigal of Word of Mouth Magazine, and Marisol Hernandez of Style Salon and Bronzer Makeup Studio. So we're going to jump right into things here and get started with our first guest, Kristen Jones of Folklore in Mendocino. Hi, Kristen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Hi, Phoenix. Hi, Michelle. Um, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, so let's get started here. Can you give us some background on folklore? Sorry, just some background on how you came to be in Mendocino County. Um, what originally drew you to the region? Um, originally, it was quite some time ago, and I was living in San Francisco, and like many weekend warriors, um, came up here for the weekend and completely fell in love. And, uh, by the next year I was living here and, um, it was the land, it was the land, it was the village, it was what was going on. And we're talking in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, really has a, a unique magic that people can't help but be drawn to. I can't even imagine how cool it must've been back in the eighties, kind of the tail end of the back to the land movement. Right. It really was. And, um, it, yeah, it just, it, it was a really alive place and it, it, you know, it's so beautiful and the village is charming and the art scene and it had a theater and, um, you know, corners of the mouth was here then. (laughs) Um, it was a pretty magical place, much the same that it's completely magical place still. And um, I moved away for many, many years and came back two years ago from living in Seattle. And um, and that's why I'm back now, again. Well, we're very excited to have you back in Mendocino County and also to have Folklore Mendocino, which originally you had, had plans to open in Portland. Can you tell us what led you to open the shop here in Mendocino? Sure. 
Um, I was going to go back to Portland because my daughter, Marika Paz, who is an illustrator, and my grandson and son-in-law were living in Portland, and I thought, I'm going to go, and I had the idea for folklore, and I thought, I'm going back to Portland to open it after living in Mendocino for a couple of years again. But there was a building that was here that I would walk by in the village all the time, and it had a curtain in the window, and you couldn't see it in, in it anymore. And it had been Lark in the Morning at one point, Locomotive at one point. And I always loved this building and thought, oh, if that building were ever for rent, I would put a shop in it. I just want to put a shop back in it. And the week before I was supposed to go, I get a call from my friend, Rebecca Jarrett. And she's like, guess what? <laughs> There's a sign in the window of this building, and I had to make my mind up in 24 hours whether I wanted to lease this building and put a shop in it or not. There was a long line of people who wanted it, and I never make decisions that quickly, and I just had to, and I did. So I always feel that Mendocino wasn't going to let go of me, so I just stayed and did it in this building. Wow, that's amazing. And can you tell anyone who isn't familiar with folklore what type of products you sell and what your intention was behind starting this store? Um, so my intention behind starting the store was to support women um, through ritual, um, sustainability, um, and um, other women businesses, and small businesses, makers, artists, um, designers. I really wanted a space to create a space that felt supportive, welcoming, and had open ideas and could it really explore different things, different subjects, talk about different things. Um, and I also wanted to explore the idea of doing retail with a soul, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that you your intention was based around and your store is based around supporting other small businesses. I think that's a really beautiful thing here in Mendocino County that small businesses want to support and help the other small business owners here. And there is definitely a sense of community and people wanting to see each other, you know, succeed and, and see their business propel into the next phase. And I definitely see that happening at Folklore. I agree. It feels really good. Um, I, it feels like I have a personal relationship with every person that makes something that's in my store and that what I do affects them and what they do affects me. And um, they always want a lot of feedback from me. I always want a lot of information from them. And um, it's a really nice community of people to work with. And, I, and I really share and share with the people who come in. Totally, I love what you said. Uh, business with a soul, retail with a soul. I think that's the only real sustainable future. Um, business needs to be regenerative. It needs to give back. It needs to be community focused. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about 
what what you mean by business with a soul and how how you incorporate that into your work? Sure. Um, I think um, sourcing from small batch business makers or crafters, it takes a lot more time. It takes a lot more energy to create those relationships. I have supply line issues all the time because they're, 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 they're their own small businesses and they have breakdowns. Like my candle maker hasn't been able to get me my candles because first he had a beeswax problem and now he has a wick problem and it's COVID. So, um, but I feel like I, I don't want to change what I'm doing because down the line, that's going to make a difference for them. Um, I also feel like creating a space for um, locals to come in and have conversations. Um, I feel like a lot of the products I put in here spark conversations. And uh, I have a lot of people that come in that say, I don't need anything, but can I come in and just spend some time? I'm like, sure, that's great. That's the biggest compliment anybody could ever give me. Um, and, and that idea of generosity and giving back and trying to formulate real relationships with people who shop in folklore, know their names, know their faces, uh, feel like I can provide something that maybe wasn't here before. And, and also with sustainability and um, understanding where products come from, understanding the faces of the people who make those products. Um, and putting that face with the product super important right now. Um, also, um, in climate crisis, understanding what it, what dyes do, like natural dyes versus pigment dyes, during all of these things that create a sustainability for our lifestyles and also our planet. Um, and then the idea of ritual and backing people of all different um, face their ideas about what that means to them into their to into a space where they can honor themselves and have really good healthy habits um, that support their lifestyles. Yeah, I I'm definitely one of those people that um, likes to come in and just chat with you and see what new products you have in the store and just chat in general about you know, any new ideas you have or just talking about the community in general. And I know that throughout our conversations, you've always talked about how much community means to you and wanting to create a community, especially for women, um, that's needed not just now during COVID, but in, you know, normal times as well, that we need to have that sense of community. And it does give almost a feeling of a kind of old school where you would just stop into a shop to talk to somebody and you know the owner and you have that personal connection, which is the beauty of living in a small town like Mendocino or Fort Bragg, um, living here on the coast. Absolutely. That's one of the best things about living in a small community is knowing your community and and having that, I love walking down the street and saying hello to many of the shop owners here and knowing them and seeing people that have come into the store in different places and being able to say hello and know who they are. And um, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to live in a town that's like that. 
And that's, that's, that's part of why I love living here so much. You don't feel, um, you know, like a stranger among the masses. People really connect with each other. People care about each other. Like Michelle was saying earlier, people want to support entrepreneurs, want to support each other. People want to support their local businesses because people kind of really understand how interconnected everything really is. Um, can you tell us about, so we know you won a business innovation and resiliency grant through West Business Development Center. Can you tell us about that grant and what your plans are um, and how you're hoping to use it? Sure. Um, the first thing that I'm doing is I'm working with um, local artist and woodworker Andrew Brandt on creating a sign for the shop. I still don't have a sign, an official sign. I have one in the window. So um, we're working together on folklore sign. Um, and I was really happy to be able to hire a, a local artist to do that with me. Um and I'm going to expand the shop. Um, I have a back room that most people don't even know about. But I'll be able to expand and have a little more room in the shop. And um, that will also be able to create a little more flexibility towards um, having my future plans of having a country school. And also I'm working on my website. Wow, that's exciting. So it sounds like you've got a lot of things in the works. And I love the idea of a country school. And can you just talk a little bit more in depth about what sorts of classes or workshops you'd like to have there? I know you talked about bringing in local female artisans to teach. Yeah, so the country school idea is basically women teaching women, and that does not exclude men, but women come to mind first. Um, and having a community where you can meet and share um, your talents or your ideas. And I think right now it's very loosely formed on how this will go about. Um, but I've talked to a lot of different artisans in the area or people that have expertise in different areas and they would be small classes um maybe 10 people at most they would be very inexpensive with all proceeds going towards the teacher um and they would be on different subjects whether that would be natural dyeing canning tarot reading um whatever somebody really wants to bring to the table. I think it also could be opened up into um, financial classes. Uh, what, you know, so many different ideas of, you know, mushroom dyeing. You know, there's so much richness here and so many different amazing personalities and gifts that people have that could be brought to the table, literally because it's going to be a table. And um, I know I have benefited from different communities that have had these type of classes where they're low cost. And, you know, even if you're learning basket weaving, it's a group of people talking while they're learning basket weaving. And something uh, always, something unexpected always happens. And it's always a really great time. And I think we can support each other and past knowledge. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. And I'm definitely looking forward to 
to taking some of those classes and and seeing what you offer. Is there anything, Kristen, um, before we wrap up that you'd like to promote or tell our listeners about or anything you're excited about in Mendocino County that you want to share? Um, and Carol, let's see. Well, first of all, I want to just thank everybody who has um, visited folklore in the community during this time of COVID and the amount of support I've received has been overwhelming. And um, I'm truly grateful. That's number one. Um, <laughs> um, even doing this interview, I'm so humbled. I'm so um, grateful. And um, also, uh, just one little shout out. I'm going to be working with um, Evita from Avalena Floral. Um, oh, yeah, we interviewed Nico. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there. Well, her and her, <laughs> in the spirit of working with women and small businesses and local women, we're going to do an event um, for Valentine's Day, February, February 13th and 14th, that's Saturday and Sunday, and she's going to be selling some of her floral designs. Oh, amazing. Um, I'm so excited, and... If you've been to folklore, you know I have a bit of vintage in here all the time. So we're also going to be doing, she's going to be doing some of those arrangements and vintage vessels, as well as just bouquets. So they should be pretty special. And she will be here on both of those days as well if you want to meet the maker, <laughs> the woman behind the flowers that you will give to somebody you love very much. <laughs> And so I'm pretty excited about that. That's so awesome. And I just, I just want to say, I, I really think that there's so much value in um, your country school idea and bringing together circle, circles of people to, um, to craft, to basket weave, to do mushroom dyeing. People are craving that, you know, it's like everyone, everyone's stuck at home. And I think when we're able to safely out and come together in community again. There's going to be people will be so interested. I know I would, me and my fiance, we'd sign up in a minute. Um, so thank you so That's much awesome. for, for joining us. We really appreciate it. You're the best. Yeah. And oh, I look forward to swinging by on the 13th or 14th and, um, and getting a bouquet. And I love the idea of, of you guys, you and Avita working together. And also a quick shout out. Um, to your daughter, Marika, who has her studio upstairs, mm -hmm. who is a very talented illustrator. So if you'd like to follow Folklore to see what new items are in stock, events that are coming up, um, you can follow on Instagram at folklore.mendocino. And Marika, who has a studio upstairs, who's a very talented illustrator, uh, her Instagram is at Marika, M-A-R-I-K-A dot Paz, P-A-Z. Is that correct, Kristen? Paz, P-A-Z, yep. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and Kristen, thank you so much for speaking with us today again and giving us more insight into your store and your vision for it. And we really look forward to seeing uh, what the future holds for folklore. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. And thank you so much, Phoenix. And um, have a great day. <laughs> thank you. You too. Take care. 
So we were just speaking with Kristen Jones of Folklore Mendocino, and now we'd like to introduce our next guest, Marisol Hernandez of Style Salon and Bronzer Makeup Studio. Marisol, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. Good. We're so excited. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm excited and nervous at the same time because <laughs> my, as everybody knows, I am a, my first language is Spanish and my second language is English. And I'm still in the process to learning more how to speak better and, uh, you know, speak better. <laughs> you speak beautifully. Don't, don't worry. I understand because I've been on the flip side of it too, having to to do interviews in Spanish and it's very stressful, but yes. don't worry, you're, you're with friends. This is, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, um, to start off, Mary Soul, can you tell us a little bit how, how you came to be in the U S and specifically in Mendocino County? Well, uh, it's been 17 years ago when I came to, uh, Fort Bragg, I came here because I have a family member. And I just came to visit, and I really like it. And at the time when I came to uh, Mendocino, to Fort Bragg, I was uh, in Mexico, as everybody knows. It's corruption, like in everybody else. But uh, no many opportunities for us. And um, I was really struggling to to get my feet in my business. And I was struggling at the time with my daughter. She was illness with um, weird, weird illness. And we came here and I was very happy. I got so much support from the American community and the Spanish community. I'm sorry if I kind of say both, like, because I don't know how to say all community because we are one together. It's not just Mexican and American, we're together. And um, yeah, that was that was a very challenging time for me to come here with no, no English, no place to live, um, no job. Uh, I, regardless, I was I, in Mexico, I was thinking, oh my God, in America, so many opportunities. And it's so many opportunities here. It's, it's amazing how many opportunities are here in the United States. It's just it's, it's to put the work in front. And it can be days where you know a little bit about my story, but it's some days where I just like overwhelmed with so many things at the same time. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that was very challenging at the moment when I came here because no English, no no anything, no housing, no friends, no family, and no really like nothing. I have to start over from zero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you've, it's just amazing to see how, you, how you've been able to come here, like you said, not speaking, not speaking English, and you've created such a wonderful, abundant, successful life for yourself. Um, and so many people love you and you, you've just, it's, it's, it's really, really, your story is seriously inspiring. Um, speaking of inspiration, can you tell us a little bit about um, how you made the decision to purchase Style Salon and give us some background on that? 
Sure. Um, well, uh, when I was living in Mexico, I was um, I was uh, already a cosmetology license, um, and of course, when I came here, and I didn't know how to keep with my um, keep with my dream, keep with my. Uh, I didn't know how big it was my dream until just lately. I've been finding more and more empowerment with women's like barely that's my my reward but um back into the question you asked um it's been like i came here and i say okay well i have to start over um start working in a places like uh ocean fish i was working at three in the morning and um like uh, uh cleaning fishing Cleaning fish. Uh, after that, get up around eight. Go to to doing cleaning. Um, uh, housekeeper, and after that, come home and and take care of my daughter and take care of my family. And and after that, I start doing up one client, one or two clients a day. Like that's how I start doing again my my business. But I know by being around people is that what it makes me happy, be talking with people. And we are like actually cosmetologists as 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 you and everybody knows here. You get in the chair and you start talking about your problems, you start talking about your family with your hairdresser. We're more than uh, we're kind of psychologists <laughs> because we're we're there listen to you, and I really like that. And I say, well, I have to find a way to come back to this and 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 embrace and work towards my dream, work towards to open a salon or find a way. But I start doing. I start. Um, as 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 you know, people who live in Fort Bragg have to uh, drive to San Sacramento, Santa Rosa, like two hours, four hours to just go to school. And I I did that for 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 a while. It was very very um, tiring for me because I have to drive four hours back, how four hours four hours to Sacramento, four hours back to home the same day and plus taking classes that was very challenged at the same time and um but um you know the quote who said if it's um start where you are use what you have and do what you can and and that's what i did at the moment that's what i did and um it, it was one time where i met someone in the community on fort Bragg where she told me like i'm selling my business and it was i didn't have any money i i think I, in my banking account i have a thousand dollars and it was it was it was more than that <laughs> what she was asking and i said oh my god how i can purchase this business with just a thousand dollars in my bank and um and at the time i was i was dealing with a, a divorce and no money and no housing it was everything at the same time. I was like, oh, but um, I make it happen. I got um, a loan from the bank and that's how everything starts. And from there, I start doing classes. It's just one thing and another. <laughs> I think it's amazing to hear 
your story for so many reasons, but for all the things that you've overcome, but it is really important and it's very inspirational to hear for someone who wants to start their own business or has a dream and doesn't know where to start that, like you said, you just do one, one step at a time. You know, you just started taking one client as you could between your other jobs. And then from there you took two and then three and you slowly build it up. And then you had this opportunity to, to buy the salon, which is incredible. And now you're a business owner and uh, it just happens like that step-by-step. And recently or last year, you won a grant through the West Business Development Center and you had a really great vision of how you wanted to use that. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you wanted to use that to help the local community? Absolutely. Uh, When, uh, of course, um, West Center and you, Michelle, it was part of this big, big um, thing. Uh, when I actually, when you came and say, "Hey, uh, you you have all you have this opportunity to apply for this this uh, grant," and I thought like, "Well, okay." Um, I never went went anything, and I'm like, "Okay, maybe I should try," and. At the time, I believe it was before COVID, right? Before COVID. Or oh, it was just getting there. Right, it after, pretty, right after it hit. It was right after because it, it was based right around after. COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I have this idea about by purchase uh, a style salon. I have this idea to bring another uh, um, makeup artist because I am in the in industry of beauty and i said okay if i bring other people from uh, san francisco other states uh new york chicago mexico like international like and because we have such a small community and people to get out from fort bragg is kind of like yeah, like you really have to thinking about it to make like plans and like okay if we're going to santa rosa we have to plan ahead and i say well um and i say i can bring these people here and bring these like a workshops for people who wants to like me start um like beauty school and i, I like okay and i as as i as i was Looking through that, I find out it was more people in both communities. They wanted to go to beauty school. They wanted to do a barber. It's not just for men, women. It's for men, too. It's for, um, I'm talking about how I can say this, Michelle, like people who is um, um, sexual, the, the other side, how can we say just all sexes, all genders, like yeah, all sexes, in general. Yeah, it's for women, men's, and others <laughs> type of sex. And then, like, and and I start asking people around the community, and they start saying, "If I bring someone, can you come to these classes and workshops?" And they say, "Oh, definitely." And I, I start posting things on Facebook, and that's how I start finding out is is a necessity here in the community for learn from other people outside of Fort Bragg or, or Mendocino who can bring more value to the community and in, in the same 
industry. And as I got the grant, I uh, when we applied for the grant, I that was one one of my main things. And of course, working a website like everybody knows right now with COVID, everybody's on on computer, and um, still it's a learning process because most of the community in the style salon is they're still doing things by hand, writing a check, no paying with credit cards and like, but we're learning each other. And I, I've been getting so much help from the community, from support from the people who works with me in style salon, Nancy, Melanie, Tanya, they've been working there forever. They've been working in the style salon for 40 years. 40 years before I bought that salon. And these people, they want to bring the new generation, the new people, the new people who's born in right now. In 10 years, it's like they want to leave their clients to them. It's like, okay, you, because when I started going to school, I was 14 when I started going to beauty mm. school. I was 14. I was pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so right now, actually, you are going to be finishing up a five-week course that you're running. So as part of your vision, you run this five-week course on makeup, nails, eyelashes, and that's yes. going to be finishing up and you're going to have some students graduating, which is really exciting. That's, that's right. That's, I am very happy about that. And I'm happy the people who has been in this workshops they they are been um supporting these workshops and the people who's coming from uh san francisco to teach these classes they are uh cosmetologist license they are full cosmetologist license and i've been i've been through the cosmo barber and cosmetologist state board to see all the um requirements we need to, to make it safe, these workshops. We don't want, because when you do in a workshop, you know, uh, you, with all COVID, you have to be aware about how many people you put in your place, how many people, like, be, almost be behind them, wash your hands, put your mask, put your other mask, like, kind of being really, really aware of what I'm doing, but um, we're, I'm very, very grateful and very happy. People in my community, they've been, they've been uh, really trusting in what I've been bringing to uh, value to that community. And uh, as I say in these things, I want to share with you what happened um, like before COVID came. I went to Ukiah and I did uh, a small workshop for a makeup artist. And it was one in a specific, it was three months. I was driving over there. And it was one in a specific uh, student who she, it was a big impact for her to take this course. And she was uh, making a sacrifice to pay for this course um, because she was a single mother with four kids. And right now she is amazing, doing so well. She's opening a, uh, it is amazing to see what she's been doing with the three months I taught her this course it was unbelievable and now she's like i every time i talk to her she's like you you really you really it's not just me it's the people i bring in in mm -hmm. board with me it's like um 
this is the value this is the value like to help other women's men's and any anyone like support your family mm -hmm. yeah. that's wonderful and i'm look forward to seeing the courses grow and to seeing yeah. to seeing what else you do and we want to thank you so much mary Saul, for taking the time to chat with us absolutely and you are on instagram and facebook as style salon and then also bronzer makeup studios you can see some of the work that mary Saul is doing and any upcoming uh classes or workshops that she's going to be holding thank you so much yes. you're you. welcome thank you for the opportunity bye-bye bye, -bye. bye. bye. So again, thank you so much, Marisol, for sharing your story with us. Uh, just a reminder for those tuning in, you're listening to Putting Down Roots, and we're talking today about women entrepreneurs. Uh, and lastly, as the, for the final part of our show here, we'd like to introduce Holly Magical from Word of Mouth Magazine. Holly, thank you so, so much for being with us today. We appreciate it. Hi there, you bet. Thank you for having me. So let's get started here. We're so excited to have you on. Holly is um, an incredibly involved uh, member of the local community. She does a lot of amazing work. Um, and one of her projects is is Word of Mouth Magazine, like like we said. And uh, let's get started and uh, just get some background on how you came to be in the area. Um, what drew you to come to Mendocino County? Or you actually grew up in the county, right? Yeah, yeah I was actually raised here. Uh, yeah met and married my high school sweetheart, went to Willett's schools, you know, my whole uh, growing up. Uh, went away to, I went away to college in Santa Cruz and actually ended up returning to the county to build a straw bale house with some friends because <laughs> uh, we got quite into natural building there for a bit. Yeah, so that's what kind of brought us back. Um, but when we moved back to Mendocino County, we really just wanted decided to put down roots. I mean, appropriate for this show, we decided to put down roots. And so I uh, got a little involved in local government at that time too. So that's, that's when I had, I uh, was on the city council in Willits for a number of years and served as mayor. So yeah, I've, I've been steeped in Mendocino County, as they say. And you, uh, you recently moved to the village of Mendocino, right? Yeah. I, it was so great to hear about folklore because I, I do pop in there, but now I want to go even more. She has such wonderful things in that shop. It's great. It's so cool. Um, and so many interesting stories have followed folklore, like uh, Eye of the Owl. There's all sorts of really interesting um, local shops popping up in Mendocino. A lot of new life is coming to the area. Yeah, Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit, Holly, about what inspired you to start Word of Mouth and what your intention was behind it? Yeah. So, you know, I've always had a passion for local food and, you know, and the local community. And so it was always something that I was following and, you know, trying to keep tabs on. And I'm also a big fan of the the printed word. I, I know that newspapers continue to struggle, but I'm, I'm really a fan of, of that media. And so I would seek out um, publications that I thought were really well done. Uh, one of them that was sort of an ins inspiration for me was this magazine called Edible Communities. So it's, it's sort of like a franchise and that they'll have, you know, Edible Monterey Bay is really excellent or 
um, edible San Juan Mountains in Colorado. You know, they're, they're different ones for different regions that would focus on the local food of that region. And so I actually thought about doing something like that in Mendocino County, but it turned out that was just crazy expensive. And yeah, as a female entrepreneur, like I wasn't prepared to get like $90,000 in debt to, to do that. <laughs> um, but I really, you know, I had a pride of place and uh, one of my friends, Scott Craddy used to joke that Mendocino County is where your neighbor is doing the most incredible thing ever that no one has ever heard of. And I really find that to be the case. There's so many wonderful artisans, you know, craftspeople, uh, farmers doing really amazing things. And often people don't know about it, even in our same county. So uh, by starting word of mouth, it was really a way for me to celebrate Mendocino County and pass on just a little bit of my pride of place, you know, in, in this area that I call home. So, so we, you know, I had no prior uh, publishing experience before, before getting into this adventure. Um, but it was something I really wanted to see out there. And at the time, no one was quite doing what I was, had envisioned. And so I, I started word of mouth as a, as a response to that. Yeah. And one of the first things that caught my eye about word of mouth magazine is it's visually stunning. It's world-class, like incredibly, incredibly designed. And that's, that, that catches your eye and makes you want to pick it up and start reading. Um, can you give us some background on, on word of mouth and the content and the kind of articles and the folks that you feature? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, you know, the way it looks, you know, when I originally had this idea to start this, I was talking with some of the folks involved in the Anderson Valley food shed who had done like a local food guide for Mendocino County that you can still, you can still find that. Um, and I put out this idea of doing a, a magazine, you know, like a narrative magazine. And uh, one of the women, Tori Douglas with Lemon Fresh Designs, she just knew, she got my vision immediately. So she and I have basically, you know, partnered in this business together to, to make word of mouth happen. So, so really the, the visual beauty is thanks to her and her graphic design. And we also have uh, Dawn Emery Ballantyne, so we're actually a female, we're a female crew. Dawn is is both our bookkeeper and our editor. She's a fabulous editor. And on the side, she actually owns a bookstore in Anderson Valley. So you guys should all stop by Hedgehog Books in, in, in Boonville. But um, yeah, so we, we kind of just started. As I said, I didn't have a lot of experience doing this before, but I knew the kind of stories I wanted to tell. We also have just a ton of fabulous um, contributors. So there's so many wonderful writers, photographers, you know, that are, that share my passion to share these stories. Um, and so we publish quarterly. Uh, we found a printer down in Santa Rosa that, you know, prints, prints on that beautiful matte paper uh, that really is, has a really nice tactile sense and just does incredibly you know, incredible quality work. So we were able to work with them and we've been, we've been working with them ever since. I mean, it's, uh, we're a small crew. Uh, you know, we run this thing on a shoestring. We're advertiser based. So people um, advertise in our magazine and that's what covers the cost to produce it and to pay, pay contributors and things like that. Um, 
as well as subscriptions, which I'll, I'll talk about in a minute. You can, you can subscribe, but we are a free publication. So that's the other thing that people are frequently surprised about that, you know, that are, um, you know, that we don't charge for our magazines, but, but by being free, it allows us to really access more people, you know? So if you are in harvest market and you, someone picks up a copy, you know, they might be a visitor to Mendocino County. And if, if they pick up a copy of our magazine, they're going to instantly have the inside knowledge about the wonderful farms and ranches and restaurants and, you know, things going on. So I, I, I like that idea of providing access to our community. Absolutely. And I have to say, like, um, I'm just always impressed by the interesting articles in word of mouth. Um, it's just stuff that, like you said, you're like, wow, there is so much cool stuff going on here. And so many innovative things happening that I didn't know about. Um, I was reading in the winter 2020 issue about the botanical bus in Sonoma, which is incredible. Um, you know, helping people serving the Latinx community, there, giving people access to acupuncture and herbs. And so you, you really do a great job. It is a very well-rounded magazine. It touches on a lot of, a lot of different points and, and really stuff that, you know, that was part of the reason too, that we wanted to start this show because we thought, wow, there's so much cool stuff going on that, you know, you don't really know about, or a lot of people don't know about. And, um, so it's, it's exciting to, to have you on and, and hear that that was your, your vision as well. And you also have, um, a small bites newsletter that, that goes out. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So one of the challenges is that since we started doing this, we get all sorts of story ideas. And I, I have had people say, oh, do you think you're going to run out, you know, of, of things to cover? And I have to tell them, no, I think we are not at all at risk of running out. In fact, like you said, we try to make sure that each issue is geographically diverse as well as diverse in the kind of articles we have. So we work really hard to, you know, include stories like Franny's Cup and Saucer down in Point Arena or, um, we, uh, we haven't yet done a story about the North Fork in print uh, in Covalo, but we try to we try to get everywhere. You know, we've done the Big Chief in Laytonville and Hop. You know, we we go all over the place. We also try to be really diverse in our the kinds of stories we're telling. We don't want to only talk about high end restaurants, although we have wonderful high end restaurants. We also want you know to share the best taco joint. You know, like where where is the you know where is the best donuts and, you know, things like that. So we try to be really diverse. We only print four times a year, uh, you know, our publication. And so we came up with the small bites so that we could do something um, digitally in the middle. So, so by if, and you can sign up on our website, wordofmouthmendo.com to get those. It's basically like an email newsletter, but we only do those, um, generally about once a month, but that's sort of a way to catch up. So like we did actually in the small bites, we usually have a recipe. Um, we did actually recently have a, uh, a little story on the North Fork cafe in Covalo, which unfortunately burned down, you know, so it's, it was like one of the few restaurants out there. Um, but it also allows us to share stories of people that are just starting and opening up, you know, so maybe before you get a full article, you know, 
like Norsper Brewing. I think we talked about Norsper Brewing, which is a new brewery in Willits. I think we talked about them on Small Bites before we actually were able to, you know, do a full article on them. But yeah, we also, we have so much fun. We really do. And I want to let people know that we're always, uh, my contact information is in the front of the magazine. You're always welcome to send me story ideas. We collect those and then we figure out how to fit them in because we, we try to have in each issue, we have a column on foraging, which is super fun. You know, so we've done recipes sharing with people what's available right outside their door. You know, a lot of people don't think like, oh, I can eat nettles, you know, that, that are <laughs> growing like a weed outside of my house. Or, you know, we've had, we've had things on uh, hunting wild turkey, you know, just, just <laughs> random off the wall things. <laughs> but yeah, at the same time, you know, we, we do work really hard to, to share the stories of just the really, like you said, the really neat stuff going on. You know, there's someone in, there's a family in Willits that's growing truffles, mm-hmm. like the prized mushrooms. And, you know, they've, that's been a, a long-term commitment to their, to their land and place. Um, but also we do have a Michelin starred restaurant in Elk, you know, like it's, it's Mendocino County really has so much to offer and, and often people don't necessarily know about it. So most of our readership is in Mendocino County, but we also do uh, distribute in Sonoma County and San Francisco to an extent. We're in a couple places in San Francisco as well. And uh, by creating a platform for all these great projects and small businesses, you're helping to support our entrepreneurial ecosystem during a time when we need to help each other. We need to be shopping local. Um, it's so incredible. Can you tell us a little bit about some plans for the future of word of mouth and how people can learn more? What's your, what's your website and how can people subscribe? Absolutely. Well, just Phoenix on what you were touching on the, um, you know, we did produce a a magazine like right after, like right at the beginning of the pandemic. Of course I totally overcorrected and printed like a thousand copies instead of 5,000, which is usually what we do. But, but just an example of what you're talking about, um, Rachel Britton and the Mendocino Green Project, there was this crazy boom of sourdough making and the grocery stores could not supply the flour, but yet our local grain growers, as featured in word of mouth, were able to meet all of those orders. I mean, it was just such a success story and sharing about the food hub that was, you know, used to sell from connecting farms to restaurants they were able to connect farmers to people who were in quarantine and needing fresh food and vegetables. Incredible. Anyway, <laughs> looking to the future. Um, yeah, we, we, as I mentioned, we are advertise, advertiser based. Um, so we're always trying to encourage that. If people are interested in advertising and word of mouth, they can go to our website, which is wordofmouthmendo.com. Um, there's all sorts of information on there. Uh, not just about advertising, but also subscription. Um, one of the things that w- that we share with our advertisers is that people often don't throw our publication away. You know, I think a lot of place, a lot of magazines, newspapers, you know, once they're done, they're used to wrap the fish or whatever. But but people tend to keep word of mouth. They tend to keep it around for when people are going to come stay in their guest house or something. You know, so so you know the ads really kind of go farther. Um, 
You know, there's a, a number of things I'd like to do in the future, and they're all kind of in line with sharing our story more. I'd love to get more distribution, like in the Bay Area. Um, but also, I've been thinking about one of the challenges with our publication is that it's a seasonal thing. So, we, you know, we do winter, spring, summer, fall. But I'm interested in doing some special issues. Um, I've been toying with the idea of doing a special cider and beer issue. Mendocino County actually has really amazing apple cider. Um, Gowans comes to mind, but but there's a number of other ones. Filigreen Farm makes a wonderful cider. Uh, our retired sheriff, Tom Allman, is like a super hard cider nerd. He has his own label, but he was uh, when he was serving, when you're serving in law enforcement, it's a prohibition era rule that you're not allowed to also sell alcohol. So, mm. so... <laughs> But he has planted like, I think like a hundred trees in his backyard and apple trees, and that's going to happen. And then I know that most people know Mendocino County for our wine and for our other things, for cannabis and things like that. But one of the really cool aspects we have here is beer. You know, we have fabulous breweries and there's a whole other section of the population that's into that, you know, um, when we could, we had the homebrew festival in Ukiah that was really fun and excellent. And one of the one of the winners of that actually went on to open North Spur Brewing. But like, I'd love to do an issue where we could talk about North Coast Brewing and Anderson Valley Brewing and Ukiah Brewing Company. So I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> but yeah, people can go on our website and subscribe. You can pick it up free everywhere. But if you want it mailed to your door, then you would it would be wonderful to support us. But thank you so much for having me today. Yeah. And I love the idea of focusing on, you know, the, the beer and wine industry as well, because I think a lot of people do, um, you know, maybe associate Mendocino County with, like you said, the marijuana industry or, you know, and so it's great to see that there, there are other aspects here that are booming that we can let people know about. And that's, you know, a form of tourism and Anderson Valley is absolutely gorgeous and, and Boonville. And I mean, every time I drive the 128, I'm still like in all of how stunning it is. And, um, I always tell people who want to come visit me, I'm like, yeah, we'll go to Anderson Valley. It's, it's so nice. So I think that would be, that would be a fantastic issue to have. Well, thank you so much, Holly, for taking the time to, to speak with us today. And as Holly said, you can go to word of mouth mendo is it dot org dot com dot com and then you can also uh follow on instagram at word of mouth and um thank you so much again to all of our guests for uh taking the time to to speak with us and to learn more about your businesses and the work you're doing in mendocino county these Small businesses are what bring life and vibrancy to our region, and we're grateful to have you on the show. And for our listeners, we just have a couple of um, announcements. The state of California is currently offering grants up to $25,000 for for-profit and nonprofit small businesses. The application deadline is February 8th at 6 p.m., and you can find more info at careliefgrant.com. And for support with the application process, you can contact the EDFC by email 
at robert at edfc.org. And you can join us on March 4th at 3 p.m. for our next show, which is going to be focusing on community health and resiliency in Mendocino County. If you want to hear our show from today, please check out kzyx.org and go to the jukebox page. You can also find KZYX on Spotify under KZYX Public Affairs. And if you have any ideas for a new topic for our show, uh, we're always looking for new exciting concepts and um, and uh, topics and businesses um, and regions to cover, please, please reach out to us. You can send us a message on our Instagram account. And our Instagram handle is puttingdownroots.kzyx. That's Putting Down Roots KZYX. Uh, you've been listening to Putting Down Roots on KZY, KZYX. Thank you all so much for for tuning in with us today. Um, we're so grateful to our uh, group of listeners and look forward to um, talking with you all in the future. And thank you so much for our guests. We're so grateful. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.